Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. Eddie, how's it going, man? Not too bad. Uh, hectic week, but we're here. Yeah, a hectic week. Did you get some 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 hot springs in, uh, some, some bathhouses this week? Uh... Are we talking in real life or in game? Doesn't matter. Either or. Um, extra bonus points if your phone survives in a bathhouse uh, while you were playing Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, well, I didn't take my phone in any bath bathhouses in real life, so don't know if it would or not. Yeah, probably well, not. Probably not. A lot of moisture in those bathhouses, and we'll we'll return to that in just a little bit, but. Uh, before we do, we've got a lot of banners going on. Happy New Year rerun and the New Year's uh, of Fire and Ice are running until the 1st of February. So if you haven't gotten those heroes, you're going to want to jump on it. Just a little bit left on those. Rulers of the Lagoos goes until the 30th of January. New Power goes until the 1st of February. Hostile Springs, a new special heroes banner that we're going to be detailing this week, goes until the 23rd of February. And finally... Uh, Tempest Trials, Leo and Takumi, goes until the 5th of February. And as always, Eddie, I want to know, how did your summoning go? Um, went okay. Uh, with the orbs I had already saved up, I managed to get, um, I believe it was Sakura, mm -hmm. uh, from the new banner. I uh, then hopped back in, um, had a bit of a drought, but eventually managed in quick succession to get, uh, the other three, uh, units. Uh, as well as a kind of pity break in there. Um, no double, no doubling up that I recall, but did manage to get all four units. Well, that's good. Because so. you, you're the collector, and I mean, we're going to talk about the heroes and the reception and all that fun stuff in a little bit. But in terms of collecting these heroes, th did that sway you? Did the reception sway you? Or did you, were you just like, nope, I got to collect them. That's what I do. That's my jam. Um, Especially with these... Uh, limited time special units I like to collect them all even if I almost never use them sometimes uh, so yeah the reception didn't really affect me much I mean I definitely could agree that uh, would have liked some different characters or other factors change but you know hmm. yeah I, I, I can see that um, I, I personally didn't summon this week it's been it's been busy but also the reception didn't bother me, but I think it was the heroes that we always talk about how for me it's about it's about the characters, which characters get these special heroes. And uh, I don't even know if there were other characters from the Fates games that would have had me rolling on on this banner. There are certainly lots of other characters that would have been would have been interesting. Uh, I get what they're doing here, but I just don't need another version of Ryuma or uh, I, I kind of like I, I kind of wanted to go for Hinoka I think she looked you know the most interesting I think Ryuma looks interesting as well we're going to talk about each individual hero in a little bit here but I just haven't summoned I haven't I haven't been able to do it yet I, I think I am going to abide by my rules of waiting for a the mythic banner coming up and b whatever the fate celebration is to see what kind of orbs they drop on us and, and other little treats so i'm just waiting i'm not necessarily passing just yet i'm i'm just biding my time until there's uh some future details on on upcoming celebrations so that's kind of where i stand yep and that's perfectly fine uh you know i i like to get all the special heroes and knowing there's another batch of special heroes coming on, but the eighth, I think it is. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's like the sooner I get these ones done, the more I can focus on that banner when it comes out. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me as well. And you know, I I know doing a weekly show, I I find it sometimes tough to come on this show and be like, yeah, I didn't summon this week because it just it feels wrong in the sense of doing uh doing a weekly show and i it does pain me sometimes and i i was close today to be like ah you know what maybe i should just go for hanoka ryoma the, the two characters that i kind of want to grab from this banner or at least inter i'm interested in but then i thought ah no i better wait because that's just the, the smart thing to do um but i'm glad you did pull and you and you got you got all your collections without too much hassle it sounds like for sure 
Yep. And we aren't required to uh, summon every week. Mm. Uh, you know, just be aware of what's going on and, in theory, play the game some, even if it's just characters we already had. We're never required to summon. You know, so you shouldn't feel bad if you don't summon. Sometimes there's nothing worth summoning on. Oh. Like, uh, you know, we have, like, eight banners now, and <laughs> I only had, you know, after getting the special banners, I didn't have a ton of interest in much of the rest. You didn't You didn't have a, a lady drop by in Veronica cosplay and have you sign a contract that made you summon every week? Did that not happen to you? No, it didn't happen to me. Hmm, they must be, uh... They must have started in Canada and they're working way down. I don't know. Yeah, must have. Yeah. Um, anything else in the game keeping you busy? I know uh, Tempest Trials Plus started this like, literally this morning, uh, and I got my free Camilla, my Hot Springs Camilla, which, again, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But uh, anything else keeping you busy? Uh, not much. I did finish the Forging Bonds. Um, I did hop in and get the uh, four-star Camilla as well as a couple runs of the new Tempest Trials in. Um, I got to remember today or tomorrow to hop in and uh, take care of those three heroes before they run away. Mm. Uh, But speaking of, uh, we do have, as usual, a new arena, Blessed Gardens, Tactics Drill, Rival Domains, Aether Raid, uh, this week, as always, um, as well as the Bound Hero Battle revival of Leo and Elise going on for... Uh, essentially the rest of the day. I think it ends tonight at 2 a.m. or tomorrow morning at 2 a.m. technically. Uh, Those three hero quests that I mentioned are running until the 28th. Uh, The tap battle, Kingdom of Nor, runs till the 7th of of February. Apparently I was scheduling it for another 10 months (laughs) here in my head. Oh, that's not too bad. Almost at December. Why not? Let's just uh, just stick around for another 10 months, eh? Yeah, let's keep one tap battle going for another 10 Um, Yeah. As I hinted at earlier, of course, all these are 2 a.m. Eastern time generally, except for this one. Uh, Choose Your Legends 3 popped up this week. Um, That's running till the 28th at 10 p.m. Eastern Hmm. instead of the usual 2 a.m. Eastern. Uh, And then Tempest Trial heating things up is running till the 5th of february at at 2 a.m that one's back to the normal time cool cool beans uh upcoming events starting before the second or starting by the second of february which will be our next episode should be exciting bound hero battle alintia and nephany and a banner to go alongside that starts on the 27th voting gauntlet login bonus and banners we're assuming uh on january 28th Mythic Hero Banner and Battle, possible uh, other legendary hero battles as well, starting on the 30th. A Voting Gauntlet starting on the 31st of January, then Heroes with Link Skills Banner on the 1st of February, followed by what we've all been waiting for, the second anniversary celebration on the 2nd of February. And we're assuming some sort of Fey Channel between now and next week. So look forward to that. Uh, As Eddie mentioned... Choose Your Legends 3 has started, and it's a uh, out-of-game sort of website where you can vote for your favorite heroes. And yeah, we got an update with uh, current winners, and the top hero in the women's bracket has caused quite an uproar. They did this last year as well, where they kind of let you do like three or four days of voting, and then they'd say like, hey, here's where everything stands, just to kind of like get in there and stoke the fire, which is what I felt they were. It's almost like they were tempted to be like, oh, if it's Camilla... We should definitely just let everybody know, because <laughs> everyone's kind of yeah. raw about Camilla right now, just a little yeah, bit. Over in the men's bracket, it's no big deal. It's all in Marth. No one's complaining there. You got Echoes and Shadow Dragon in the top there. But in the um, women's bracket, you got Camilla right there on top. Yeah. Uh, and you just... know, I don't know how you feel about this, and we're going to get into it because Camilla's going to come up again near the end of our topic here, but uh, honestly, it doesn't really bother me. You know, uh, it, this game feels like it's got a long a long tail to it. Like, there's no... The, the, actually, this week kind of feels like maybe this is an off week or an off content week, but honestly, I think they've got plans for, for, for years, and it is surprising to me that they are 
leaning so strongly on fates uh and and awakenings but those are those are two of the most popular games in the series uh over here in the west right because it was kind of a, a dying breed before then but yeah like camilla yeah, being um, top of the line it, it's not really surprising for for many reasons i think i mean camilla is controversial there's the large mass of uh people who don't watch uh youtube channels don't play uh or listen to podcasts play the game uh buy buy orbs or play or summon when they like the banners Mm -hmm. and just don't really talk about everything that a good chunk of them probably are people who joined during awakening and awakenings revived the franchise and they probably played fates afterwards and um you know uh the other thing is as uh video whirlwind posted in when i finally watched it made good point of is camilla's pulling a trump essentially uh where trump trump won the election because the media kept talking about him not because he was the best candidate for it because the media kept talking about him you know media kept giving him press and he was in everyone's mind and you know they were upset with politicians and they thought trump was a good idea well and you because think like he was forefront in their mind cuz the press kept shoving him down their throat yeah yeah and and the thing is with camilla like you had to assume she would win at some point she's had 2 years to lose so the fact that she's lost over the last 2 years and we've gotten you know lynn lucina uh no one no one batted an eyelash when lucina got in uh and then yeah. we got well, we oh, got Veronica and we got, got um, yeah. why am I, Celica, thank you, sorry, I just yes, had a second Celica. there. But yeah, like, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, with Lucina, it's not surprising no one really batted an eyelash, because it was the first year. We didn't have uh, what many people who are hardcore fa- uh, fanatics who watch the videos and have played for years before it got popular with Awakenings, you know, wanting their old games that no one plays that are like, you know, I did a listing in the Discord like, Fates has 79, Awakening has 53, and the next highest is like Shadow Dragon with 30. Mm-hmm. You know? So. The thing, the thing is at some point, and, and here's the other thing, like, when, uh, for, first thing first, when, if Camilla wins this, she is removed from the Choose Your Legend, and then now all of a sudden there is no more popularity contest to get another version of Camilla. Second of all, I saw this post in Reddit where it was like the Camilla calendar, and basically she's in pretty much every holiday banner except for maybe three or four. Um, and and to her credit, they just created a new special you know hero banner and and put her in it through a, a free unit through tra- Tempest Trial, but. I really don't think that Intelligent Systems is going to sit there and give us a new version of the same character over and over again forever. You know, there's going to be a time when enough is enough and they'll have to take a break. There are other characters that can be used from the Fates games, but I don't think they want to have those new characters come in for the first time in a special banner. So they kind of have to go back to the well and be like, well, we need five special heroes from the Fates games well who do we pick well you know it's gonna be one of the top five characters in the game and camilla is you know she's introduced right at the beginning as a as a as a main character in in conquest and in birthright yep so and uh yeah it and she's a fan favorite for some people um i don't want to discredit folks that do really like her as a as a character uh she's a little weird she's a little awkward but uh you know some people dig that. Yeah, That's all yeah. good. In the video, uh, Whirlwind posted in Discord from I think Mings's YouTuber or FayTuber. It explains it, you know, it uh, very well. Probably far better than I'll be able to hear. So you should head over to the Discord and look for that link that Whirlwind shared with us. But um, it's like uh, Camilla is polarizing for mm-hmm. most people. People either love her, hate her, love to hate her, or hate to love her. You know, I think is how he phrased it or something like that. He goes on, he explains it all better. So she's polarizing, so she creates a lot of controversy. So people are talking about it. People are spending orbs. And 
you know, IS is a company, they need to make money to keep making the games, so they're going to do what makes money, but if they over-milk it, it will eventually give diminishing returns, and, you know, so I think they are calculated in how often they put the Camillas out, even if people feel it, even if some people feel it's too often. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I... I... You know, I don't see it as a as a as a huge issue uh, at this point in time because it is they make it. It's a little bit of a softer blow because Camilla, with this recent special banner, is a is a free unit essentially. You play the game, you get her for free. Four star, five star, two versions, you're good to go. Eventually, she'll be added to Heroic Grails. There's no need to spend orbs on this specific Camilla. And then with the Choose Your Legend, if she wins that, for people who want her, you can choose her for free. And as long as you're not min-maxing going for plus 10, there's really no need to spend for additional orbs. But yeah, I, I, it was a matter of time that she was going to win that banner. And you're right. Like there are certain characters that cause a fervor every time they get a new alt. I remember when Lynn was getting her two or three or four alts in one year, people were starting to, to get a little antsy. But when was the last time we've had a, a Lynn alt? You know, I I think it's been since it's Legendary. Very, very- yeah. Last one, yeah. Yeah, so it, they do know how to pull back. I think they can listen and I think the problem is with Fates there's there's only a, a select amount of characters for them to choose from um that are already in the game that are that are popular and that's what they go for with these special banners. So um why don't we talk about this special banner we've been alluding to because we'll we'll get a chance to talk more about Camilla in just a moment. Uh but yeah, tell me about this splashing up some confusion. What's what's going on here? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and start talking about it. We got our new banner, Hostile Springs, that absolutely no one was suspecting. <laughs> uh, it landed with a big, huh, this week when the video came out. Uh, and I think the biggest surprise of this banner that everyone hasn't really been talking about but is thinking is, why aren't they armored yet? I mean, we got uh, Winter Tharja wearing less than some of these characters and she's an armored unit <laughs> well she's no nah. yeah you know that's a good point <laughs> i can't argue that yeah. <laughs> i was about to and i'm like nope i really don't have anything yeah um joking aside um we at first character we have leading the charge uh he is coming in overdressed wearing a vest and loincloth under his towel uh, and it's ryoma samurai's at samurai at e He's a blue flying lance unit, wielding a set set of curtains on a rod, uh, which is uh, inventively named its curtain plus. <laughs> curtains so, dot 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 plus. Plus, yep. <laughs> the actual name is its curtain dot dot dot. Yeah, that's what they went with. Uh, this weapon grants a special cooldown of negative two at the start of turn one. Uh, so if he has a uh, you know, essentially he starts too closer to getting ready to activate his special at the start of the game, at the start of a round. Um, he doesn't have any new skills, but he does come with Luna, attack defense solo, chill speed, and odd defense with. Yeah. Um, so this one, this one here, the Ryoma art, the Ryoma character, I actually quite dig. I think it's kind of like a great representation of uh of this character in what they're going for with the bathhouses so like the bathhouse stuff was very very in your face very there in the two 3ds fire fire emblem games awakening and fates and so to that side of things like i think these special heroes they make sense to me like the the idea makes sense and from a gotcha game perspective it makes complete sense to have uh, you know, a couple of special events in the winter that you can put out characters that are, let's just say it, like scantily dressed. Like that's what they do. That's what they. That's why people they have two summer banners. Like we're not. Let's not. Uh, let's not pretend to avoid the conversation because we all know like that's that's kind of what they what they go for every once in a while, right? Um, but in this instance, I really like what they've done with this with this art. Like this character, they ha- they're having fun with it. Um, they've given him like an eight pack of abs uh his damage art is basically like yep you're wearing a loincloth now um it kind of fits all of those you know 
check boxes for a special hero where they're trying to get people to sink money into um and again like just it's curtains is his weapon i think that's hilarious i don't know if he's any good but it's hilarious i mean yeah i mean he doesn't have anything new or fancy uh the weapon is cool for the start of the round but it doesn't do much after that Mm -hmm. you know you start off uh hitting hard but after that you don't do a ton uh so you know he's not the not super fancy per se you know it's like he's got kind of a bland kit per se and i think i saw some uh you know discussion about him is that there are uh looking at stats there are better blue lance flyers uh but if you like ryoma he's not horrible yeah and um i i was getting a strong eastern promises vibe with him and you know fighting around in his loincloth i don't know if you've seen that movie with vigo mortensen but he fights with his doodle out and i mean it's like this is really close to that whole bathhouse scene that actually happened in that movie <laughs> so oh, okay. now yeah, you're I all thinking about that, that. <laughs> you haven't seen it oh you yes. should go see it thanks for that yeah um spoiler alert Vigo mortensen fights with his doodle out so good for him i guess <laughs> it's actually really fascinating the story behind that but uh that's this is not the Vigo mortensen podcast uh you can go look that up yourself uh next up we got sakura hot springs healer showing that she apparently has a towel that looks almost exactly like her dress we have sakura a flying colorless healer her weapon grand scratcher plus grand special cooldown count minus one to the ally with the highest attack whether or not that ally has a special at the start of turn one and is a back scratcher with what looks like a christmas ornament on the handle that's how you know it's really good it's a grand scratcher uh, she has a new special with Fire Flood Bomb Plus, granting attack slash resistance plus six to all allies for a turn when she heals someone, as well as a new skill of Speed Opening, which grants speed plus six to the ally with the highest speed for a turn. She also comes with Wrathful Staff and Psychic Plus. Eddie. Physic. Oh, sorry, Physic Plus. I, my eyes are doing something weird here. Um, yeah, Sakura, I love your point that her art, she's basically wearing, she she has one outfit that she loves so much that she had a towel custom created to look like her normal dress outfit, which, I mean, can you really blame her? It's a it's not a bad dress. It's pretty badass. And I think that was also partially for Western audiences. Um, you know, the lolly craze in... Uh, you know, certain dating games and stuff, which is the adults who look like children thing, is somewhat big in Japan, but a little weird here. A lot mm. of people just see it looks like a child, and, you know, Sakura and Elise definitely both lean a little close to that, so making the towel look more like a dress, you know, is kind of saying, look, they're fully clothed, you know? more or less yeah i mean i know this game's had its fair share of issues with uh localization and characters being young but being aged not aged up but their ages just literally like add five to it to make it less creepy here in the western Mm -hmm. side of things but um yeah like i didn't i didn't get i didn't gather that from from any of these heroes honestly uh because it just looks like they're they're going to a bathhouse like it's not and it's not like it's not like where the summer banners where it can get a little finicky and a little borderline but here i think they you know across the board they did a a great job with the art for the banner heroes and we'll talk about that in a little bit but i think well, with sakura's art i think it looks great well for me i mean if you look at hanoka and camilla mm-hmm. and their outfits compared to elise that's where i get that from oh yeah yeah Hanoka you're right and camilla don't have straps going over their shoulders no i no, don't think don't. i don't know many people who have towels that have straps that go over their shoulder they oh. either wear a robe that wraps around fully or they have a towel like Hanoka and camilla right i see what no you're saying. how fancy the bottom of camilla's towel is that's why i was commenting that you know i feel it's like a bit of a reaction to whether or not these characters were originally meant to be 18 and over or not you know they do look on the 
barely 18 side of things, so they wanted to give a little more. Clearly, these are, you know, these two are a bit more dressed than the other. I think they should be more dressed. I think they are they are the kids of the story, you know? Like they they may not they like I I don't know. Like it's just to me like I think they made a smart choice and I and I agree with you. Like I think it was the right thing to do because this is now not a game that is just enjoyed in Japan. This is a game that's enjoyed around the world, right? So I think they have to make those smart decisions and uh kind of weigh weigh their decisions in a in a very thoughtful manner and they can't just go like well this is just for the for the japanese market but they also it goes the other way where you can't just you you can't just do fates banners over and over again because that appeals to the widest audience i think i think i think the audience of fire emblem heroes can handle a japanese only banner it's happened before they they see the numbers of course so they probably know if spending's down when they when they do like a thracia or something but uh yeah like um I didn't have a problem with Sakura's art, but I, I see what you mean. You compare them to Hanoka and definitely Camilla, and it's, you do—it's pretty stark for sure. Yeah, I mean that's that's where I only only way I, reason I really notice it, and I've always viewed—I mean, take the fact that Liss is my favorite character from Awakening. I've always viewed them to be at least eighteen. I mean, I didn't consider romancing either uh, Sakura or Elise when playing Fates because. There was the whole incest thing going on there, but <laughs> or step step kids type thing. Like either way, it's uh, like it's not cool. In, in my mind, if you grew up thinking of this person as a sister, that's the same as if they were actually a blood sister. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, we probably. It's funny. Like we probably don't want to delve too further into that. But you're right. Like you are yeah. absolutely right. Uh, technicalities aside, if you have been growing up with someone like that's your sister, that's your brother. There's a line. You probably don't want to cross it. Now, I I think maybe it was a retainer in Fates that I uh, that I romanced. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but I know it wasn't a blood sister or a uh, yeah kidnap sister. Let's say for me, it's yeah for me it's the um, retainers or random other people you pick up that I look into romancing as opposed to the actual relatives. Yeah. But again, like at the end of the day, if if the game is there and allows you to do it, and you did it, like no no judgments. It's it's really just a video yep. game. But uh, uh, yeah, who, it is. Who else do we got here in this banner? Because we uh, we also have another Sakura esque with Elise. Yep, uh, Elise bubbling flower, continuing the trend of a towel that looks like a dress, uh, complete with bows on it. Uh, Elise is a red dagger cavalry unit. Uh, she carries a bucket with a bunch of her weapon. Red rubber ducks in it. Her red hawk duck plus have the <laughs> usual dagger debuffs, as well as the same effect as Nesala has on his uh, weapon, uh, which is where it compares your speed. And if uh, Elisa's speed is higher, she gets seventy percent of the difference added to her damage. And uh, as with Nesala, it com- it combos with Phantom Speed, uh, which I'd have to check to figure out what exactly that is. Uh, she also has a new feint skill, attack feint, uh, where if a rally uh, assist skill is used on her, she debuffs allies in cardinal direction uh, with attack minus seven. Um, and she comes with rally up attack, allowing her to uh, activate that. And like, if I didn't fully clear it, it's it's used on or by her. If someone uses a rally on her or she uses a rally on someone else, it activates. Uh, she also has Swift Sparrow and Dagger Valor. Hmm. Um, it's interesting, and you know, I'm sensing a theme here with these weapon names. Uh, Red Hot Ducks Plus. That's gotta be. That's gotta top its curtains almost. Like that's pretty pretty great. They have so much fun with these special banners. I think people might have. Uh, should have probably, maybe not, but maybe they should have like put aside the fates side of it for a bit and looked more closely at these heroes because they've really this. At first, it was coming into this thing and like, man, this is kind of like kind of a thrown together banner. I don't know, guys. Like, I know work was put into it, but it just feels underdone in comparison to other other banners. And and we should talk about the paralog once we get through Hanoka. But uh, 
yeah, like just these weapon names and and the, the attention to detail, like it's yeah. it is fun, you know, and that's the whole point, yeah. right? Um, oh yeah, the special weapons often have weird, fun names, and the plus really just means it's you know second level of that version of the weapon, mm-hmm. and usually means that's an inheritable weapon. The ones that have a spe- a specific name uh, are usually the unique weapons that can't be inherited. So. Yeah, you you could give a random uh, Flora Red Hot Ducks Plus if you wanted. That sounds so she's good. She's a Red Dagger unit. Red. I actually don't know if daggers are color specific, like, or if they're like Dragonstones, where you can give any dagger unit any dagger. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. Honestly, uh, I I don't know the answer to that. Um. So yeah, you 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 ended up getting your hands on Elise. Uh, have you had a chance to play like much with these characters at all, or did you just get them? Uh, and... Not with most of them. Elise is the one I've been working with a bit, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, her uh, her ducks are fun. Um, you know, she, I have her in a group to working on leveling up like a um, handful of other characters with her, but she's running around in there throwing her ducks at people. Knocking them out. Those are some powerful ducks. But let's talk about some powerful buckets with Hinoka Relaxed Warrior. Looking anything but relaxed, Hinoka rounds out the banner with a literal use of double-sided tape. You try to explain it otherwise. And flinging dragon-killing buckets. A green flying dagger unit, she wields her splashy bucket plus, which is effective against dragons, as well as the usual dagger debuff and disable skills that alter how damage is calculated. Dragonstone and Wrathful Staff type uh, type changes. She has a new skill with Air Orders, which gives adjacent flying allies a buff that allows them to move to any ally within two spaces. She also comes with Drawback, Attack slash Speed Bond, and Attack slash Speed Link. Um, This is the one I I was kind of thinking of going for on the banner, because I do like Hinoka, and the, the Buckets is pretty funny. The fact that she throws steaming hot water with uh, in buckets <laughs> actually they do seem to be empty buckets if you oh, look at the art it's just except empty for buckets. When she actually does a, except for when she actually does a special then there's water flying around with it oh there but, you go that's the special you put water um, in the yeah, buckets it is. yeah um it is definitely one of the uh better units i think from the thing um it's got the dragon effective against dragons bonus it disables, uh, you know, the dragonstone uh, skills, at least, that um, use the dragonstone thing, where it calculates depending on lower of defense and resistance, as well as uh, calculating uh, staff uh, damage as, no- as normal, or as if it was a normal weapon. Um, so... You know, it helps prevent people from hitting her too hard, if they normally would, if they're that type of unit. Um, And her air orders, that helps flying units uh, zoom around when they need to, is useful. Yeah, that sounds like a a really good skill that could be added to, like, a a flying emblem team and and might might be worth adding to your collection. And... uh, yeah, no, I, I think that she sounds like maybe a, a, one of the clear winners in this banner, would you say? Or maybe, like, top yeah. two? Probably, yeah. Um, Definitely see she is one of the better uh, units in the banner. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, now that we've got the units out of the way in the banner, I, I did want to talk about, because Camilla, I think, in the Tempest Trials is going to be a whole other conversation that we'll need to talk about. But let's talk about the paralog. Um Usually the paralogs pretty throwaway, but they do tend to put some more into it, depending on the type of banner. I love the Halloween ones, the Christmas ones, the Easter ones. They're all really great. This one, um, as and I won't take credit for this because I think Whirlwind in the chat was was describing it. It's literally just there are heroes bathing. They're under contract. I don't care. We got to get them out of contract, even if they're bathing. And that's that's the three. The story for all three stages. Um, how do you feel about kind of the lack of setup and just like I don't want to call it lazy, but like it just seems so 
just simple, I guess. You know, what what do you think? Um, I'll admit I didn't play through the paralog, so I don't know exactly how it plays out. Well, I just spoiled the whole thing for you. <laughs> I I was gonna say I don't doubt it's as simple as you said it explained it. Um, to be honest, mm-hmm. it's about what I expect from paralogs. I mean, they're not that much more complicated, really. Even the Halloween ones. They talk about the Harvest Festival, but it's, you know, for some reason these other units are fighting in a Harvest Festival under contract to Veronica. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not even there trying to do the for the Harvest Festival for themselves. They're under contract to Veronica. So, I mean, they're fun little ones, and this might this one does sound a little more lackluster and more logical. Why are we barging into the bats? To free them from the contracts, wait till they get dressed, <laughs> or you know, wait till they come to us. They want to come out of the bath to deal with their contracts that way. Then, okay, you know. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I think I, I understand where you're coming from. Like, and you know, I'm not like beating on the table and saying like, guys, what we got to do better. It is just a paralog, but like there are. There are some some concerns that I think were brought up that uh, from the Discord that made sense. You know, like we're getting a lot of these special banners that's holding off on the the story chapters. We're not going to get another one for at least another couple weeks, if not a month. Um, I, I don't even think we have new heroes on the calendar, do we? Nope, not on the current calendar, but the current calendar does end around the 7th. I think that set, set of special heroes on the 7th is the last thing, but it has been a lot of back-to-back special heroes yeah and i mean i'm not again it's it's not ruining the game for me i think these are just you know cons in the pro con list of it really would have been great if this paralog was a little bit better i think it's the weakest of them that we've had in a while um even with uh even with the with the the dreams adrift one, you know, where the paralog set up and then bridged into the tempest trials, like there was a there was a through line there. There was a there was a story, a connection, and it and again, it wasn't like new story chapters, but it was a story that was interesting with a beginning, middle, and end. And this is just, it, it did feel kind of thrown together to support the banner. Maybe next year when they do another. Um, one of these, they'll have more to it, or maybe they'll double down and be like, "Now nah, we're just going to keep bursting in on, on people's bass, which, which could be equally funny. I think, um, yeah, it was kind of funny, honestly, like it was, it, it felt lackluster, but it was also kind of like, all right, they're doing this and they stick with it and they, they do not look away. They, they remain eye contact, uh, with Vigo Mortensen's wiener. Well, it, uh, well <laughs> I'm not sure if that's eye contact. You should really go see that movie, and then you'll get the joke. I'm not sure I want to get the joke. <laughs> okay, okay, I, I understand. <laughs> um, okay, well then, let's talk about Camilla here, because uh, uh, we, we've been holding on this for a bit. Yeah, the Tempest Trial, uh, eating things up, follows the same theme as the banner, uh, and bring back the, brings back the double-sided tape with Camilla, Uh Steamy Secret, a colorless flying dagger unit wielding the Ouch Pouch. Okay. That is her weapon, the Ouch Pouch. I'm fine with that. Okay, I may be coming around on this. Yep. It grants a special cooldown of minus two at the start of the turn one. Uh, So same thing as uh, Ryoma's weapon, as well as the usual dagger debuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, She also doesn't have any new skills as well, like Ryoma. But she also comes with Glimmer, Pack Speed 2, and Hone Flyers. And that's what something so, people were latching on to, the fact that she comes with uh, the only four-star to come with Hone Flyers, right? Uh, possibly. I don't know if she has it at four or five. Uh, it might be the first one we have with Hone Flyers. I didn't realize that. I think I saw so, a few people pointing it out in, in Reddit. Like, people were... F- okay, so first of all, people were freaking out. Yeah, it's another Camilla Ald. The art's a little funky, um, and honestly, a little, uh, um, and it indulges, I guess we'll say, in some some weird areas. Uh, but and we'll get to that in a bit. But the fact that she has like, oh, but it's four star home flyers, and people are like, oh, okay, like with heroic grails, this might be an easy way to get 
um, a five-star skill. Uh, but I, I so first of all, I want to say that the all the art for the other heroes in this banner works for me. They look great. They've done a great job with it. the The art for this one it just feels off. It, like it doesn't quite like all the other Camilla alts look fine. You know, it looks like Camilla. Spring Camilla, Summer Camilla, whatever, but it still looks like Camilla. This does not look like Camilla. Like she's got these like weird, sickly-looking thin limbs, and then she has like this weird. Her weird head kind of looks like it's got, like a bobble head, like it's almost gonna fall off. And then, of course, like you can't miss it, especially when she's doing a special attack. Her comically large breasts, like it's bigger than than what is what it were. It's it's art like this that kind of when you're playing the game and people people see it or they or they maybe come across it and read it like they they see this art for the first time and they kind of assume oh this is one of those you know japanese games that that has the the scantily clad women but there's so much more to it there's so much more to the art it's not just about the camillas of the world but like this art is kind of kind of out there i don't know if you if you agree or you see where i'm going with this but it's just it's it's kind of like it's not over the line, but it's just like it's a, like they keep they keep pushing it. Yeah, this is a new artist for Camilla. Okay. Um, there were two other artists that did the previous Camillas, uh, like the first two Camillas, the Spring and original Camilla, were one artist, and the other three Camillas were a different artist. So it is a new Camilla. So he has a slightly different way of drawing her. Is this the which... same artist that did Spring? uh kagero because i found the same thing with spring kagero like they they kind of went crazy on on the the, the chest mm-hmm. region <laughs> it's entirely possible quick second and i will check that yeah I, i'm again like i'm not saying ah oh, the game is going down in shambles it's just sometimes some art gets added to the game that is just like mm, that's questionable but like it's nice that they're mixing it up and they're giving camilla a new artist but there's just something about it. it. I don't know. It's actually the same artist who did original Gagaro. Oh. Okay. Interesting. So, but yeah. it was a different artist for the spring and Halloween Kagaros. Oh, that's so. right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm not I'm not like ups like really upset about it. I just I feel there's a need to point this stuff out when it comes out. And I I do like the Reddit post where they're like, hey, I took the spring you know, uh, or I, sorry, I took this, uh, the steamy secrets Camilla and kind of did, did my own art edit. What do you think? And they kind of like, they fixed some things that are, they're kind of glaring. I think they kind of fixed her arms. They reduced her bust size a bit and then fixed her. I think her eyes, I think was another thing that kind of stood out to people. Um, I do like seeing that. I don't think they're going to change the art. And I think this is what we've got. But, um, if you are a fan of Camilla, I wonder if this is like, if this is the type of art you want to you want to have in your collection or is this like a, one of those Ellywood situations where you're like, ah, he looks a little funky. Yeah. I mean, that's one nice thing about the game is that it allows a lot of different artists to give their interpretations on various characters. And sometimes it comes out a little weird to you what you're expecting. I mean, for me, the, one of the weirdest ones in this one, and I do agree. Once I looked at Camilla, she is a little weird. Uh, but to me, Ryoma is a bit weird. When you look at his attack and special, uh, image. Mm-hmm. The way his nose looks, those shots looks really weird. Oh, hmm. Wait. So, it is. I mean, it is interesting. Like I think, you you are absolutely right. Like if we, if we were to you know end this conversation on this note, I think it would be perfect. It's just like every artist they bring in, every new version of a character is just another opportunity to present the character in a, in, in a new and interesting way. Uh, and I mean, if this game has illustrated anything, like if you're a fan of Camilla and you didn't like the art f- for this version, Hey, guess what? There's probably going to be another version of Camilla coming out. And I think that's maybe why folks get upset when fates gets another, you know, alt banner in that they want to see new art for their favorite heroes, you know? Um, and they, there are some characters like, uh, you look at Lynn, um, her art has pretty much stayed the same across all of her all of her versions like they don't really mix it up it's still the lynn we know but she's in you know a 
a, a different armor set, you know, or a different, you know, uh, costume set, right? There's nothing really crazy and unique happening there. Um, Celica as well, like when they brought her over into the Brave units and they gave her a completely new look, like that was fantastic. So you're right. I think getting new interpretations of these characters, that's the beauty of these these special banners. And by all means, I think they should uh, they should keep keep trucking with these things. Yeah, like um, the first three lens we got, uh, the original and the first two alts we got were one artist, and it was a different artist for the two we got last year, uh, the Love's Embrace and or Love Abounds and uh, Legendary Lynn. And if you look at them side by side, like scrolling back and forth between two of them, uh, you can notice some subtle changes, like probably a bit more shading and a slight difference in like eye shape, but it's so much smaller than there are some of the others, like the new Camilla or, uh, yeah, just some of the others can, it's like, are these the same character? <laughs> yeah, no, there, it is kind of nuts, but, um, I think, I think people, I think people will quickly forget what has happened here with, with this fates banner and, and the free Camilla and, and we'll move on. I think there was a similar reaction to the, to the dreams adrift banner that happened late last year. And, and we moved past that, and I think people survived. So I think that I think the Fey celebration will quickly bury this in in a very positive mountain of awesome stuff coming. Because I remember the first Fey celebration was very well received. We had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it actually kicked kicked off this show. So I look forward to to that, and I think folks should just maybe certainly be critical of this game, but like uh, positive things, I believe are are on the horizon. Um, we are not going to do a summoner's focus this week. We do have a straw poll. I forgot to put it in the notes. We forgot to put it in the discord. So we are going to give folks another week to, uh, vote. It is actually, uh, radiant dawn heroes. So you can go vote for that. And I will put the link in the notes this time. So you can click on it and tell us your choice. Eddie, before we jet, you have some speculation that we want to run by with the mythic hero coming soon what do you got for yep. us as of now we don't have any info on the mythic hero uh we should be getting the video in the next day or two um and then you know the hero on the 30th uh and just wondering if you had any guesses on who it might be mm-hmm. uh based on the context clues uh from the uh legendary hero banner thing i cre- i filled in um, this mythic hero should be a co- another colorless hero because uh, we don't have Robin or Air this month. Uh, they're both at least a month out. Um, so, which means we currently have no colorless hero on the banner. Hmm. Yeah, and and the you know the the way they've classified the mythic heroes, we talked about this in a, a bit in the past, and that it is a new at least they've said it's a new layer of hero. This is above legendary. There are specific characters that meet the criteria for mythic heroes. Um, we know that air being a princess from hell, uh, meets that criteria. So do we feel like maybe we're going to get another, another character from hell, but then I don't think any that have been introduced fit, you know, I don't think they're going to give us the big bads right away. Yeah, I feel like if we get Leaf in Raseer, uh it or even Hell herself probably won't be till like with the Muspel um, units till the chapter has wrapped up um, or the book has wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Um, my my best guesses is uh, Legendary Robin, the Grimith, uh possessed Robin. Robin was a um, colorless dragons, maybe Grima, or it could be uh, one of the other dragons, or it could be one of the legendary heroes from um, uh, Shadow Dragon. No, maybe. I, I don't know. Like I, I think my knowledge of upper tier lore based heroes kind of goes away, and it will be it'll be interesting to see what precedent they set with this upcoming mythic hero because i think it'll really set the tone for what we we guesstimate for future mythic heroes and personally i agree with you i think it would be really cool to see grima um to see that end boss represented 
But like, what would be his human form? Would he just always be well, a dragon? Yeah, that, or? that is the question. You know, I'm not sure what exactly they would do for him. At and also, if I'm honest, Grima is probably the least likely, mm-hmm. um, you know, character to be picked because we already have two versions of Grima in the Robin, the Grima possessed Robin. Yeah, wow. and we have a Duma with Celica, right? But maybe like they we know what Mila looks like in Echoes as a human character, so maybe they do Mila. She's a healer. She could fit pretty well. Yeah, um, yeah that's why I went world. with. That's why I brought up Mila because she was the uh, heal, healer of the game. You know, she was kind of portrayed as a healer. So. Hmm. I do like that one the best. I wonder if they will go back to the Echoes uh, well for this one. Uh, It's been a while. I don't think we have an Echoes legendary hero, right? Like, that's what people keep waiting for Om. So uh, (laughs) maybe we'll get Mila before Om. Who knows? Yep. Cool. Well, Uh, we have a legendary Celica, I believe, but no. Do we? Do we? I thought we did. Maybe not. For some reason, I don't think we do. No, we were looking. We were expecting a legendary Om, but we still haven't gotten a legendary from uh from fates echoes. or echoes yeah yeah and a couple from fates yeah um <laughs> you don't don't get the reddit on yeah, we're, we're, we're constantly speculating that uh alm would show up as our first red bow unit uh as a legendary but still hasn't happened no and he's fallen behind celica now yeah. i believe in terms of alts right yeah he has well, one, he has just his normal one, doesn't he? Yep, he has his normal self, and Celica has three versions of himself. Oh, there you go. Celica, uh, the clear winner from Echoes. Um, cool, well, we won't have long to wait. How much you want to bet they announce this mythic hero, or at least tease it right after this show? Right after we finish recording. Um, it's a definite possibility. Uh, it being the 30th that they're going to be releasing the banner, I actually don't expect it uh, till the 28th. Hmm. Uh, at 10 p.m., you know? Well, we shall see. They usually do it about 28 hours before the banner launches. Oh, okay. Or, or we could get a Fae Channel announcement tonight where they'll announce it in, as well as the second anniversary stuff. We won't, Well, that's true. We will definitely be getting a Fae Channel. I don't. I think the, the Fae Celebration was a, was a Fae Channel for the past two years, you know, with the first one being the, the announcement of the game. So, yeah. um, look forward to that in the near future. We'll certainly be talking about it in the discord. You can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye, email the show Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel in the gamers in discord over at bit.ly slash TGI discord. We can talk about the Faye channel. I, for one, will try to watch it live and hop into the discord and we can have a great conversation along those lines. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphy, eddie, at dralfear, and don't forget to follow at thegamersin for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy curtain hanging. (laughs) 